Welcome to Escape the Rat Race with me, Lisa Staker, the rebellious coach. This podcast is all about empowering you to break free from the straitjacket of the nine to five to pursue a life of freedom, purpose and fulfillment running your own business. Whether you're feeling stuck in your current career or have always dreamed of starting your own business but have been too scared to do so, this podcast is here to provide you with the resources and insights you need to take the leap and escape the rat race. In this episode of Escape the Rat Race, we're talking about the thing that stops most people from escaping corporate to start their own business, the fear of giving up the paycheck. I can see why this is. You may be in a job where you're bored, undervalued or just plain fed up. But you know at the end of each month, the money will go into your bank account. You know how much it's going to be. Everything's very safe. So where does this fear of giving up a regular stable income come from? Well, Part of it is society. We are trained to believe this is the norm. Just because we have a regular bills to pay each month doesn't mean we have to have the same income each month to cover those bills. We should be able to budget for variable income, to put aside money in the months where we have a higher income, to cover the bills for the months we have lower income. But unfortunately, many of us haven't been taught to manage money this way. It's not our fault. It's just the way society is. But it does make it very hard if we do have a variable income. The other place that this fear comes from of not having that given that paycheck, is inside us. Now, fear is a natural mechanism our brain uses to protect us. Our brain is hardwired to do everything it can to keep us safe. Brilliant when you're chasing lions for food in the wild, but not so useful now. Our brains make up all sorts of stories to stop us from doing anything risky. These beliefs are just that, in our head. They're the bad things that our brain thinks will happen if we do something it considers dangerous. Now, for most people, what our brain thinks is dangerous has quite a low threshold and our brains will always err on the negative side. I'll illustrate this with a rather extreme example. So let's imagine you're down the pub one day and someone convinces you after probably one or two few many drinks that you're going to do a tandem skydive for charity. A wonderful thing to do and brilliant to be raising money for charity. And you think, yeah, I can do this. Now in the run up to it, your brain tells you all the bad things that are going to happen. Your parachute won't open. You're going to break your legs on landing. Even that the pain will crash. At no point does it tell you what a wonderful experience this might be to be up in the sky, looking down on earth and how privileged you are to be able to do it. Not everyone can. And then what about all that money that you're going to raise for charity? It probably doesn't tell you about that either. Now this is an extreme example, but it illustrates how our brains are wired to think negatively. What if you could change those thoughts? What if you can kind of change them to say something positive? So instead of thinking I'm giving up my paycheck, we think I'm taking control of my money. And we'll come back to this notion of control later. What if we think I will expect and budget for a variable income rather than I can't cope with an unstable income? The way we think about money is so important as an entrepreneur. The most successful ones don't worry about where the money comes from. They concentrate on providing quality service or product to their customers who need their service or product and the money follows. 
Some people say you need to have an abundance mindset. So what does this mean? Well, it means that you have to believe there's enough money out there for everyone. And you need to believe this when you try to sell your service or product. I'll use another example to illustrate. You don't think you're worthy of the money or the charging level that you do. You go into the sales meeting, your tone of voice, your whole body language will give this away. Why would anyone buy from you? You don't seem to kind of believe in yourself. So why should they believe in you? But if you believe in the abundance mindset and that your service or product is valuable, your whole person will reflect this. And the person you're trying to sell to will have increased confidence in you and the service or product, leading to a better relationship between you both and an increase in sales. Now, this money mindset is a big topic and I will return to it in a later episode of Escape the Rat Race, where I'll be interviewing a money mindset expert and hearing her experience from escaping corporate. So let's go back to this topic of control that I mentioned earlier. For many, the sense of control in our lives is very important, if not essential. It goes back to our brains keeping us safe. So giving up a paycheck can be seen as being out of control. Your brain tells you that when you own your own business, you lose control of your income. I've got a secret to tell you. There's lots you can do to take back control. And the main one is through planning. Now, planning doesn't come naturally to everyone. For me, I worked in the finance industry for over 30 years. So planning is second nature. But for many, it's quite scary. It doesn't need to be. And if it scares you, I'd suggest contacting a business coach such as myself who can kind of help you break it down into some manageable chunks that will work for you. I'll be covering more details on actual business plans in a later episode. But in the meantime, here's a quick run through of how you can start to take control of your business and the money that you get from it. First, you need to find a service or product that people need and are willing to pay for. And this is the crux of any business. You may have a passion for something, but if it's not something that people need and they're willing to actually exchange money for, it will just be that a passion, a hobby. It can't really be turned into a business. Now, once you've got this idea or you have this service, don't skimp on your research. Go out, ask friends and families, contact local networking groups who actually love to give you advice. Go to local libraries for resources. Uh, The Federation of Small Business is a great source of info. Research as much as you can into what you're going to provide and how you're going to provide it and who you're going to provide it to. The more confident you are in this service or product, the more control you will have. Now to the numbers bit. You're going to need a financial plan. Now, I know whenever I say numbers and finances to a lot of people, you're going to go, oh, no, I can't do this. I'm just going to tell you, you can. Break it down into small chunks, whether it's on a spreadsheet. I mean, my my background is I love spreadsheets. It's not for everyone. On a big piece of paper or lined paper, just kind of just get something down. And the more you have a look at it, the more comfortable you'll be. So the first thing you need to do is consider what earnings you need to have from your business to cover your lifestyle. So clean sheet of paper or spreadsheet, whatever you are, and think about what do you actually need to earn as a family, or it might be yourself, to cover your lifestyle. 
Think about how much you need to spend on your shopping, your going out, your bills, your mortgage, your holidays, things that you like to do, your hobbies, everything that you want to be able to do over, I would say, the next three to five years and put that down on paper and be as realistic as you can with it. Then you need to consider kind of what you've got coming in from other sources. Now, you've got this level of income that you want. Now, you may have other people contributing it to in family. You may have investments, um, other income sources. So take those off. And then you're going to be able to see how much you need to earn from your business to be able to cover your household expenses, your family's expenses. Then you need to estimate how much you expect to earn from your business. Now, this is a little bit harder because you are estimating, you are guessing. Um, But do your best with this. Again, advisors may be able to help you or kind of contacting someone who's done a similar sort of thing. They may be able to kind of give you some help with this. Now, when you do this, you need to look at the income you're going to get and also all the expenses that you're going to have to pay out. Now, depending on what you're doing will depend on what your expenses are. You could need quite a lot of upfront expenses if you're going to invest in some equipment um, for uh, or licenses that you need for your product. Um, but whatever it is, put everything in there that you can and don't forget things like insurance and taxes, all those sort of things that you're going to need pay out. So you've now got what you want to earn, you need to earn from this business to live. And then you've got what you expect to earn from your business. Now, particularly during the first couple of years, there is likely to be a shortfall. Another quick tip here, however long you think there might be a shortfall, add another six months or so as a contingency. Because if you don't, if you get, if your income gets up to the level you want a bit quicker than expected, brilliant. If it's a bit slower than expected, it's going to be hard for you. So don't underestimate this time to be able to kind of get your expected income up to where you need it to be. Now, this is the money that you're going to need to cover for the start of your business. You've got to work out how you're going to fund this. Now, you may be fortunate enough to have savings to be able to fund this. You may be fortunate enough to have another person in your household who can fund this. If not, you may have to look at loans. Um, There are plenty of um, loans available and um, extra kind of grants available and you may need to look into this. And if you're going to look at external investments, you may need to have a little bit more detailed business plan to be able to kind of get those external investments. But the external investments and loans are out there to help you. It just takes a little bit more work. Now, by doing this, you are taking control of your income. So you may not have that paycheck coming each month, but you know where you are. So you have this plan. And once you start in business, you can start looking at the plan kind of compared to where you expect it to be. And you can kind of see whether you need to adjust things as you go. But you can see how you have the control there. And once your business is established, your income might well stabilise to a level even greater than your paycheck. Who knows? There's a couple of things you can do to help this stabilisation. If you have a business where there is a a large uh, payment for a service, for example, um, for me, for coaching, I, I have programmes. Now, I can... I can get people to pay kind of upfront for these programs. Or I could offer a payment plan. Now, these payment plans spread the cost for my clients, but it also means I spread the income that's coming into me and makes my income much more stable. So that is something to kind of consider um, that benefits both you and your clients. There's a couple of other ways that I just want to kind of say how you can, can take control of your income. Now, 
what I described here is very much around just one income stream. Now, if you've got several ideas or several businesses you've started at different times, so you have kind of multiple income streams, you may be at different stages um, of the businesses. Now, this can help you. So you're not actually relying on one single source for income. It could be you do some contracting and you have your business as well. So it's just something to think about. The more kind of income streams you had, the more diversity you have of your income, therefore the more likely you'll be able to kind of get it stabilised. And the other thing to consider is starting your business while you're still working. Now this is one you have to be a little bit careful with. I've seen lots of people where they start their businesses while they're still working and they end up doing two bad things badly. So they're not really concentrating on their corporate job because they've got this sideline which they're really interested in and they're not really putting the full effort into their sideline because they've still got the corporate job. So if you want your business to be successful, you need to be very careful how you do this and choose carefully when you're going to switch from not being in your corporate job at all and concentrating slowly on your own business. But it is certainly one way of trying to kind of control the money side of things and build up your business while you're still getting an income from your corporate job. Finally, I want to speak about financial freedom. Now, I mentioned this in episode one, so do go back and have a listen if you missed it. Although giving up your paycheck may seem scary, it can also lead to great financial freedom. You're in control of what you earn. If you're fortunate enough to have paid off your mortgage or do not have huge family commitments, you may consider working less as you want to enjoy your free time as this is more valuable to you than earning money. I spoke to one coach recently who did this. She decided to take on fewer clients as she wanted to spend more time with her children and her friends. If she was employed, she'd be unlikely to be able to have this flexibility. On the other side of it, if you do have significant financial commitments, or maybe something a little bit more expensive coming up that you want to spend your money on, you can ramp up the time that you work or scale your business to provide more income. So owning your own business gives you this financial flexibility where you would never get from a stable paycheck. So let's recap. Escaping corporate and starting your own business and giving up that paycheck may seem scary. I really get this and for many it may seem like a showstopper but it is possible to overcome this fear by retraining our brains, having an abundance mindset, taking control and embracing the financial freedom of being an entrepreneur. Next week we'll be going in depth on how to plan your escape from corporate. all for today's episode of escape the rat race i hope you found it helpful and inspiring and it has given you some ideas for how you can start taking action towards escaping the rat race to a life of freedom purpose and fulfillment if you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on your favorite platform and if you have any questions comments or feedback feel free to reach out to me using the contact details in the notes to the podcast I'm your host, Lisa Staker. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time on Escape the Rat Race.